Shalom, I'm Rab Yoni, and this is the Shar Hapares podcast. Let's dive in through the gate of the orchard. Continuing the conversation regarding Yira, we're going to dive into one of the other levels of Yiras that we briefly went over last week, which is the fear that one should have regarding lacking Shlemus of a Tevekas to Hashem because of their sins, that they're not fully cleaved, fully connected to Hashem because of their sins. So the Ramchal writes, true Shlemus is Tevekas to Hashem. Now here's the thing, every sin interferes with closeness and Tevekas to Hashem. So the beginning of our avoda is to understand that Shlemus, to be complete, to be whole, is Tevekas to Hashem, to be completely cleaved and connected and intertwined with Hashem, to be a truvus, a complete mixture, right? Now, so our first part of our vote is to understand Shlemus is Tevekas. Okay. The next part is that a sin is a contradiction to Tevekas to Hashem, and it blocks us from connecting to that Tevekas, because when we sin, we're separating ourselves from the Abishter, and as a result, we are not as close and we're not completely connected, which is contrary to our purpose, which is contrary to where we want to be. Then we need to yearn for the Tevekas, and when a person really wants this Tevekas, there will be a fear that we're not going to succeed in this Tevekas. As long as there's no strong will for closeness to Hashem, there's not going to be fear for lacking the closeness to Hashem. And so this is the two components of it. If you have the will to be close to Hashem, you will be afraid of not being close to Hashem. Not fears and terror, but fears like you're lacking and you're incomplete and you're just, you're not there and it's not, you need to be there, right? Because you know where you're supposed to be. That's like the fish who needs to be in water. So let's take a look at an example and see, right? So we can connect better. So for example, a person who leaves his home with the intention of going to the wedding ceremony of a friend. The chuppah, the wedding canopy, is called for six o'clock. As he walks towards the bus, he sees the bus start to pull away. The more he wanted to be at this wedding, and the closer he is to his friend, the more upset he will be about missing that bus. Also, the opposite is true. The weaker his desire to attend that wedding, the less he concerned he'll be about not being there on time or at all. The same applies to what we're dealing with Tevekas. The weaker one's desire to be close and attached to the Creator, if it is only an intellectual decision, for example, the less he will fear sin. There is a fundamental difference between knowledge in the mind and that of the heart. And that's something we need to grab onto. We've been working through it. Anyone who studies their own call knows that the purpose of life is closeness to Hashem, and the sin's going to stop you from reaching that goal. This might Perhaps, chas only mean intellectual knowledge, and intellectual knowledge cannot inspire fear. A person's avoda is to ensure his heart desires to be close and attached to Hashem. And the more this idea penetrates into your heart, the more you'll feel sin. You're going to fear the sin because that's the very thing that hinders your goal, that takes you away from that closeness to Hashem. To illustrate even further, continuing above Avi, there are people who know it's very important to study the entire Talmud, but they waste so much time precisely because this knowledge is only in their minds. It's not their heart's desire. Their hearts are filled with other desires. And a person must reach a state which his whole heart will yearn for nothing but closeness and connection to Hashem to the extent he will think about this for the majority of the day. 
He'll then try to remove the obstacles, and he will fear sin properly. So we have three stages. One, you person must know the whole purpose of life is to be close to Hashem. Two, this knowledge must fill your heart and become your greatest longing. And three, you must know the sin blocks you from that goal. These points are not interdependent. It is possible for a person to have a great desire to be close and attached to Hashem, yet still not feel that the sin contradicts this. The fact that sin prevents closeness to Hashem is not apparent and sensed by all. It's something we have to learn, something we have to grow to understand. It requires effort to understand that in addition to making one's primary yearning, the attainment of closeness to Hashem, one should feel that sin prevents and contradicts this longing and goal. This itself is a test, right? For if one were to feel that by sinning he is losing a degree of closeness to Hashem he had attained, it would be easy to avoid sin. Since this is something that doesn't come naturally, it's clearly Hashem's will that a person has to toil for this as well. Now we need to move on to the vote of acquiring these ideas. We have the key. The purpose of life is to vake us. Now we need to describe how a person should strive to acquire this knowledge so that it will always be felt and gradually becomes the dominant force affecting our emotions. Again, we're in Bhavavi section 153. The avoda of acquiring true desire is the root of everything. When there is true and strong will, it is said nothing stands in the way of the will. When the will is weak, the entire structure lacks foundation. A person must strive to truly want to be close to Hashem and not merely say so. And this applies to anything. If you really want it, you just can't say it. I mean, you have to say it for sure, but like, you also have to want it to say it's not good enough. So now we're going to deal with the root of all wills, the most inclusive will, which is to vake us to Hashem, the will to be close to Hashem. We're not saying that someone who has not toiled has no desire to be close to Hashem, but that his will is not as strong as someone who has desired. If one does not truly want, but only would like to want, he doesn't have ratzon, the foundation of will. And the entire structure is weak. People usually get stuck at a certain level because they don't have a strong will to continue in advance. So, the beginning of our voda is to ignite the ratzon more and more. How can you do this? How can you strengthen your ratzon? So the Zohar gives a comparison to a body of a body to a dying ember and a soul to a fire. If a person does not burn brightly with the light of the soul, it must be struck. In other words, Ratzon, it's hidden and it's covered by the physicality of the body and the control the body has over the soul. And the body has to be struck, so to say, and purified. Now, the challenge is that 200 years ago, the Sefarim Hakdoshim said fasting and self-affliction is not relevant for a generation. That's 200 years ago. So we can't do the affliction in the same way. I mean, it's hard enough to pull off Tishba'av and Yom Kippur, much less Tanis Esther or something like that. We're much weaker now. We're feeble in this regard. So what's, where's the give? How, how do we do it? There's another method that was adopted by many of the Tzadikim during their Hisbodides, their prayerful solitude. They would cry out and scold themselves for a lack of true zone and become very close to Hashem. They'd scold themselves until their hearts would open up. That's not simple either. To cry out from the inner depth of one's heart, not the mind. You need to have an inner fortitude so that you can scold yourself without breaking. One who's not strong will not scold himself honestly, or he might become dejected, bitter, self-depreciate, sad, depressed. 
the Balhatanya talks about this. He says, it's, if, if you feel negative thoughts during the day, it's a Yetzirah, because it's not coming at the time you schedule. No one should schedule every day, a time of day, where they just beat themselves up, so that they, they can just chew out their Yetzirah and spit it out and be like, this is how disgusting you are, Yetzirah, and this is how much I need to grow. And that but not to let the negative thoughts anywhere else, because then it is the Yitzhar trying to depress us. And the second you get a Yitzhar, then the game is lost. And that's the reality we have to face. How do we do this hard work without demoralizing ourselves and depressing ourselves? So, let's see if we can take a look a bit here. The most effective method today for a person is to designate a quiet place to talk to Hashem in their own language. We've talked about this before. Do it again. Rabbanu Shalom, you know I want to be close. You know I want to vacus. But my ratzon is too weak. I know my purpose here is to vacus. And that this is dependent on me really wanting it. My present state not really wanting it. It's impossible for me to be as close to you. Please, Rabbanu Shalom, help me implant in my heart a true ratzon to be close to you. In this fashion, elaborate in your own words according to the best of your ability day after day. There's two advantages. One, speaking like this inspires true ratzon. And two, since you're praying for it, Hashem will hear your prayer and help you if you really want to be close to Him. If a person stubbornly persists in this for a long time and keeps asking how the results to be close to Hashem, Hashem will surely help them and will develop. He will, that person will develop a true ratzon. If a person can't do this, Okay, you can't even do this. What do you do? Regularly listen to a tzaddik who speaks about this from the sincerity of his soul and continue to do so until it can inspire you. Ultimately, you need to come to a point where you can inspire yourself because inspiration from the outside will not last. It has to be internal. We now have three possibilities. One, inspire yourself through self-affliction and fasting, scolding yourself not that you don't have the desire to be close to him. Two, they could have a great deal each day to have the ratzon. Or three, hear a tzaddik speak about it until you become inspired. Each person, everyone, needs to choose the method most appropriate for themselves to awaken their soul to really want to be close to Hashem. Because as long as there's no true ratzon, then the avodas to Hashem will be weak. Ratzon is the foundation. And once there's a true ratzon to be close to Hashem, then there is a foundation. Without it, the foundation is lacking and the structure is in jeopardy. We can conclude with one more example. A true servant of Hashem wastes hardly a moment. He's totally involved in Torah, Avodah, and Axakinus. To an outsider, it seems impossible. How can one live with such pressure? The answer is that as long as there isn't true Ratzon, it is pressure because it goes against a person's will. But when this is the person's ratzon, when he is fulfilling his will, there is no feeling of pressure whatsoever. The beginning of a person's avodah is to have true desires so that his ratzon to be close to Hashem will be strong and true. In fact, according to Chassidus, when a person merits entering the inner essence of ratzon, he'll find oni, delight, fulfilling the ratzon. Two stages are involved. First, you need to truly desire this with a strong and true ratzon even though the ratzon cannot yet be filled because you haven't merited the delight in Hashem. Then after that, you'll be, delight, you'll be able to fulfill the ratzon, which is the pleasure of delighting in Hashem. One must first go through the stage of unfulfilled desire. 
Then, when you really desire it at almost every moment, you'll enter into the inner essence of Ratzon, which is to truly delight in Hashem. May we uh, be zocha to continue learning this and growing and understand how we can leverage Yiras Hashem to get to Ahavas Hashem. Thank you for listening to Sharha Parties on Anchor by Spotify. If you enjoy this podcast, please rate us on iTunes or Spotify and share with your friends. Have a question or topic idea? I'd love to hear from you. Please message Yidbrook on Facebook or leave me a voicemail on the Anchor app. If you're not on social media, it's okay. Just send me your ideas at yidbrook.com kabbalah. Become a monthly supporter on Anchor by Spotify or by visiting yidbrook.com donate. You can also show your support by sharing my podcast with others and also by purchasing my custom-made Judaica jewelry or artisan beard balm on Etsy or at yidbrook.com store. This podcast is a project of Yidbrook Building Jewish Bridges. Learn more at yidbrook.com Kabbalah.